0: Do you dream of having time and money freedom? Are you looking for ways to enjoy business and life harmony or just to improve your business and yourself? Welcome to Reclaim Your Freedom with your host, Shirley Dalton. In this program, you'll learn from experts in business, leadership, personal development and mindset to help you create your ideal business lifestyle, whatever that means for you. And now, here's your host, Shirley Dalton.
1: Hello and welcome. You're listening to Reclaim Your Freedom and I'm your host, Shirley Dalton. I'm on a mission to help you create your ideal business lifestyle. As a business strategist and executive leadership coach, I help you get your business under control, grow yourself and your team so that your business works for you and your team, giving you more money, more time and less stress. And if you'd like to know more, I invite you to visit ShirleyDalton.com. In my role as radio and TV show host, I bring you additional experts to help you improve your business and your life. And today we're talking with Mac Pritchard, founder and publisher of Mac's List, an online community for people looking for rewarding, creative and meaningful work. Welcome, Mac.
2: Thank you, Shirley. Thanks for having me on your show.
1: Uh, I'm I'm really keen on today's interview. I think it's going to help a lot of people, not only the uh, um, entrepreneurs and business owners, the employers, but also people who are looking for work as well. So, yeah, it's a mammoth topic today. So, Mac, your list attracts more than 80,000 people a month to the site. Like, that's phenomenal. it includes a job board, a blog, and courses about the nuts and bolts of job hunting and career management, and today we want to focus on this from both the employer and potential employees' point of view. And in addition to MaxList, you also run Pritchard Communications, a registered B Corp creative agency that works with top-tier foundations, nonprofits, and purpose-driven brands across America, as well as hosting a weekly podcast, Find Your Dream Job. You're also the author of Land Your Dream Job Anywhere. Those are pretty impressive credentials here and I think something else worth mentioning is that you're very passionate about being in business to do good. In your words, doing well by doing good, making a sustainable living while doing good in the world. So let's start there. What does that mean to you and why is it important to you to use business as a force for good?
2: Well, it's important to me personally, Shirley, because service has always been a, a a vital value for me. It's how I was raised by my parents and in the community where I grew up uh, in the Midwest and in the United States. And it's uh, but it's service with a purpose uh, that uh, I was taught and, and that has driven my both my career and the two small businesses I run. Uh, it's about making a difference uh, in the end about com- uh, issues I care about, and about, you know, or in the community where I live and work, or ideally both. And I've been fortunate to be able to do both through uh, my public relations company and the online community, maxlist.org. But also, before I started these businesses, I, I had a career in nonprofits and government and politics. And again, service was the um, central, uh, the common denominator that pulled them all together.
1: Mhm. Yeah, so so you really are passionate and it's wonderful to see that you've found a way to earn a living doing what you love. And I mean, you know, for most of us that's what we dream about.
2: We, we do and and candidly it's uh you know I've I've had my share of paycheck jobs along the way too and I I've, I've learned from those experiences as well. It's always better to work than to not work. And when you do take a job and it took me a while to learn this lesson. You you want to give it your all, uh, and it may not be your dream job. It it may be something that you need to do to pay the bills. But it's it's uh, first of all, it's always better to to be out there working. And and when you do show up, you you need to show up 100%. Yeah,
1: I love that. And and really, the time goes quicker too if you if you're engaged in it. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, so it's a win-win. <laughs> uh, so we mentioned Max List and it has upwards of eighty thousand visitors every month. What was the inspiration for you to create the site, and what did you do to generate such a large number of visitors?
2: Well, it's a uh, it's a seventeen-year overnight success story, Shirley. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, it 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 has really grown uh, uh, significantly in the last six or seven years. Here's the story behind it. I I, uh, I I happen to live in in Oregon and the Pacific Northwest in the United States, and I'm in Portland, which is um, the big commercial city here. But uh, in the 1990s, I worked in state government, and the the capital is about 45 miles south of Portland. So I was commuting there every day, and I I left my job in state government uh, way back in 2001, and I wanted to stay in touch with my former colleagues. Uh, I didn't plan on going back to government, but you never know. And there's uh, so I, I, the way I hit upon doing that was to share job postings that crossed my desk. And I think, you know, everybody gets these emails occasionally mm-hmm. where a friend or a colleague and someone says, well, uh, we're hiring at my own company. Please send good people my way. Um, I set up a simple list, uh, just a few dozen names of people I wanted to stay connected with. And I started forwarding these posts uh, maybe once a month. And years went by, but slowly I heard from other people who asked to be added to the list. I heard from employers who uh, sent me postings, employers I didn't know at all. And uh, after seven years, uh, surely, I had a list of just under 1,000 names, and it, it had become a part-time job. So I stopped doing it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I just I I was starting my public relations company and I needed to uh spend my time on that and a funny thing happened um I stopped doing it for a month and during that those 4 weeks I people started calling me and they said hey are you okay uh we were worried I you know gotten hit by a bus or something uh but what those calls taught me was that I was performing a valuable service I was solving a problem and i had uh I figured out a way to do it more efficiently mm-hmm. and I turned it into a weekly newsletter, and that's when it really took off it be it went from uh under a thousand names to four thousand names just in under two years and and then at that point, I had to start charging for listings because it it had become uh another part time job mm-hmm. uh, and but uh and we'd grown the list and the community because as you know, most jobs are never posted, even the ones that get shared through lists like mine uh, are are just a fraction of the total jobs out there. So in addition to making it easier for people to get the listings that we publish, we also, uh, through our blog and books and podcasts, teach people about how to look for work. And that's attracted uh, an even larger audience of, of uh, readers and listeners as well. Uh, but it's all driven by understanding the needs of the people we serve and giving them information that's going to be helpful to them and solve their problems.
1: Yeah so and there, there is that theme running through here again for you which is really being of service and, and service with a purpose and uh, and you know I love what you do and, and I can imagine that when we had the financial crisis that you know there would have been a lot of people needing that information then because there just weren't the jobs to be had
2: we, we did see a big jump in readership, and certainly the, what is happening in the economy affects the size of our audience. Uh, candidly, right now, we haven't seen a dramatic uh, the, the kind of growth this year, though we're, we are growing, uh, in our audiences we've seen when we're in a recession. Because mm-hmm. when people are out of work, they, they subscribe to newsletters like mine or visit websites like ours.
1: Mhm. Yeah. So, so on Max's list, you provide tips and tools and training to help people land their dream job. Good name for a book, that. <laughs> yeah. uh, I have to ask: Are resumes still a valuable tool for job hunting? Because you were mentioning that you know many many jobs don't make it onto the open market. So, you know, do we need a resume?
2: Absolutely. Uh, everybody needs a resume. And but you, you need to do other things as well. But when you're formally applying for a job, a resume is a requirement and you want to make sure you have a good one uh, when and if you're not out there formally applying for a job, it's a resume is still a useful document for what we call informational interviews in, in the United States or networking meetings. Uh, and often those kinds of conversations, those informational interviews are one of the best ways to Find and get uh, what are called hidden jobs, the ones that are never posted. But a resume, a good one-page resume is something you can share in those meetings, and and, it, and, uh, and paper still matters. You should also have a LinkedIn profile because people do look you up online, whether they're meeting you, uh, interviewing you for a job or considering your application or even just having a, a business meeting with you, and you want to make sure that you're putting your best foot forward online. And LinkedIn is one of the best ways to do that.
1: Okay. Well, that's that's really interesting there. Yeah. So, um, and I'm guessing then that, you know, through your training and that you'd be able to tell people what makes a good resume and, you know, what they should be including in their LinkedIn profile.
2: Absolutely. Uh, you know, a common mistake many people make with resumes is to use it as a kind of uh, summary of job descriptions, uh, or and what you really want to focus on is not your roles and responsibilities, but you need to touch on them both in your resume and in your LinkedIn profile, but your accomplishments. what What is, is it that you did for the people who hired you, the results you produced, and the more you can describe those in simple and plain language and quantify those results with numbers, the more persuasive your resume will be. Mm-hmm. because in the end surely employers are hiring people to solve problems to 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 fix a mess or make their lives easier to get things done and so when you walk into a a job interview with a resume or you put on your linkedin or you uh, publish rather a linkedin profile that documents what you've done for others and the re- results you've gotten uh you've produced rather That's going to make you um, a much more competitive candidate uh, either in an interview or when an employer is looking at your LinkedIn profile to decide whether to bring you in for an interview.
1: Yeah. And that's a, a really good point that you make there. You know, on occasion, I've helped out some of my clients with recruitment. Mm-hmm. And there was one chap there that sent his, in his resume. And it was exactly that, the roles and responsibilities. And this was in property management for real estate. Yeah. And they'd put down, you know, I, I um, was responsible for uh, signing up leases and going out and doing condition reports and things. And I, I, I don't, It's going to sound rude, but it didn't mean to be rude. In my mind, I was thinking, oh, duh, that's the job. (laughs) You know, know, I would expect that if you've done that before that that's what you're doing and there was nothing about achievements or, you know, outcomes that they had produced and so sadly their resume, they might have been a very good candidate, but sadly they just Mm -hmm. um, missed right out.
2: Yeah, it's it's, a... It's a common mistake, and it's one that many people make because uh, most of us surely haven't been formally trained in how to look for work. Mm -hmm. Uh, There there are good resources out there. Uh, Most communities have some kind of uh, state or federal employment office. If you've gone to a college or a university, there's usually a career services office. Um, but so many of us, and I, I was th- this way myself, don't take advantage of those resources. And so you, but the people who do, who, learn that, who who recognize that job hunting is a, a skill and invest the time to master that skill and learn how to write an effective resume, how to put together a good cover letter, how to prepare for an interview, those are the ones who have more success uh, in their job hunting and ultimately in their career. And like anything uh like any skill, it can be mastered, whether it's bicycling or you know playing soccer. you just have to put in the time and the effort and the practice.
1: Oh, I love that. Okay well that's a really good place for us to have a break and so listeners I want you to think about that either if you're looking to employ people or if you're looking to change positions then thinking about you know what's your formal education and training in this you know because this is something that you can certainly learn as Max says and master and and Max list is a really good place to go. So we're going to take a short break and when we come back let's look at some more advice that we've got for business owners, entrepreneurs, leaders and managers to be able to attract and retain the best employees stay with us and we'll be right back
3: do you want to get the media to notice you your brand or your business Jess tonfeld says it's easier than you think He should know. He set a Guinness record for being interviewed the most times in 24 hours. 112 different radio stations. He can also show you how to get featured on major TV networks and national newspapers. In fact, he's giving away many of his top secrets to listeners of this show. Just go to MediaCheatSheet.com. That's MediaCheatSheet.com to get the free info on creating the media attention you deserve.
0: Shirley Dalton's mission is to inspire, educate, and support you to be, do, have, and feel what you want. That's why she recommends using Mind Movies. Create your very own digital vision board. Take it with you on your smartphone, tablet, or computer. See it, hear it, feel it, have it. Go to ShirleyDalton.com slash go slash Mind Movies. Again, that's ShirleyDalton.com forward slash go forward slash Mind Movies. Get started today. Sign up right now to create your idea. Deal Business Lifestyle. You are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or comment about the program, please go to ShirleyDalton.com and send a voicemail or use the contact form. That's ShirleyDalton.com. Now back to Reclaim Your Freedom.
1: Welcome back we're talking today with founder of Max List, Mac Pritchard. And, Mac, you, we've been talking this morning about job seeking and job hunting as a skill and something that people don't normally um Learn, but in fact, it is a learnable skill, and you can master it. And um, and you have lots and lots of resources available on your uh, maxlist.org website. So I encourage people to go there. In fact, I've used it a few times myself, and and put people onto that as well. So you. yeah, you're welcome. Um, I mean, it's a great site. Really good. So we want to also talk from the business owners, entrepreneurs, leaders, and managers point of view. Um, That is, what do we need to be able to do in order to attract and retain the best employees?
2: Well, let's talk about recruitment first, Shirley. Uh, A common complaint that we hear from employers when they post positions on our our website and, and others as well is that they're not getting enough applications. Um, there's a really easy fix to that problem mm-hmm. first it lists the salary range uh there's research out there surely that shows that the the response that job seekers say they're much more likely to respond to a job posting that includes a salary range or or a specific salary figure than one that uh has that doesn't offer that position or that information and some employers say well uh, uh, I don't want to do that uh, I want to see what the market will tell me um, but and I respect that but in most cases I've found employers have a budget and uh-huh. they've got a separate figure in mind so embrace it put that number out there uh, and you can always make it a range and you can test the market but you even you really shouldn't use the hiring process to to uh, to research salaries in your market anyway uh, there're much more effective ways to do it uh, that will save you a lot of time you know there are salary um, uh, studies and that are put out by professional associations and you know but I don't want to belabor that point but put the salary range on and you'll see your applications increase dramatically second um, embrace the fact that most people hire uh when they're hiring they tend to uh hire people they trust or people who are recommended by those uh they trust uh-huh. so you you may be required to do um uh, a public posting of a position uh you can choose not to do so whatever your choice uh, take it tap into word of mouth and ask your colleagues your peers uh and your employees for recommendations about great people uh, because word of mouth is often uh, the most effective way to find great people. It's also one that we tend to to lean into. And and, and just instinctively, if we've got two resumes and one comes from someone uh, we've worked with or has been recommended by someone we trust, we're going to, uh, for better or worse, take a, a closer look at that one that, than a resume that comes in over the transom. Um, and so those are you know, I run a job board. I'm very proud of the value we offer, but I also recognize that employers um, who are serious about hiring don't rely on job board postings alone. They they tap into their networks, their employees, and uh, and and they look for recommendations. Um, and so, those are my two biggest hiring tips. Um, I, in terms of retention, I think it's important for any employer to think about the needs of their employees. People are, the, the, uh, the time of lifetime employment is over, um, uh, particularly for smaller companies, but even for the biggest employers, you're likely, uh, your staff is not likely to spend their entire career with you. You've got to think about ways, if you do want to retain them, how you can help them grow professionally. So sit down with your employees, ask them about their goals, what they want to accomplish, professionally think about ways you can help them make that happen and if you do that and you think about their professional needs you're going to be uh, you're going to find those people will stick around longer and even better they're going to be more productive and uh, produce more for your company
1: mm definitely will produce more and I love that what you said then about putting the number out and making it a range you know for the salary I I can remember reading a a study one time where the people it was it was in psychology and it was about you know our self-esteem and what we believe and what they did was that they put out a, a Job advertisement, and it was the exact same job advertisement, but one had a a salary of a hundred thousand and one had a salary of fifty thousand. And it was really interesting. The one, even though it was exactly the same, the one with a hundred thousand got, I think, about three applications, and the one with fifty thousand had, you know, heaps more like 20 or 30 or something like that and it was it was really interesting just to see you know, people's perception of what I'm worth you know I'm a, I'm a $50,000 employee or a $100,000 employee and yet the job was the same.
2: It, it is and uh, you just related to that you'll see you can put out a job description without a salary range and if you're on the receiving end of those applications you'll get you'll hear from people who might have 15 or 20 years experience in the market who are going to have one set of salary expectations. And you also hear from people who have three or five years experience and they have another set of, of expectations. Uh, and if you're the employer, you really don't want to, uh, if, if you've got a salary range in mind for someone with five years experience, you don't want to spend time waiting through the applications from people who are mid-career. Uh, if you're not going to seriously consider them Um, so you'll save yourself time and money in the end by putting that salary range on the posting
1: yes and also I think for for some people who may be really good at what they do but may not have that confidence and self-esteem if they think that they've got to go in and negotiate it's it's like when I go to Asia you know and I've got to barter for everything and I think oh no can't you just tell me the price (laughs)
2: I know, uh, and but people should be prepared to negotiate for a salary uh, once an offer is on the table, and and like job hunting, it's a skill you've you've got to master, because uh, the 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 salary that you get when you start a job, that's going to have consequences uh, on your lifetime earnings because that sets a base for future annual increases, so it's you in your interest. Uh, As a employee to uh, uh, get that base number up as high as possible, uh, because, uh, again, you're once you're inside an organization, you're probably looking at three, five, seven percent annual increases. And so you want that base to be as high as possible.
1: Oh, that's a really good point there. Yeah, so if you start from a low base and you can only expect three to seven percent then, <laughs> then you do want to um, start as high as you can. yeah so yeah. so on the flip side, then, what advice would you have for job hunters to identify the best employers and then to be able to make sure they get noticed?
2: Well, I, I think it comes back to your goals and what it is you want to do professionally and personally. Uh, yeah I find that, uh, many of the job seekers I talk to struggle with this. Uh, they uh, they haven't had a lot of experience often um, with formal goal setting. Uh, they tend to and, and as a consequence, they tend to to apply in a lot of different places and often take uh, the first or the second or third job offer that comes along just because it's on the table. I think. It, Instead, a better approach, and people I see have who have the most satisfaction in their career, and uh, and the most success, uh, get clear about what it is they want to do and where they want to work. Often, when I talk to people, Shirley, that that that's inside them, but they have difficulty saying it. So I'm a big fan of goal setting. Also, a big fan of informational interviews, where you have to go out and tell people what your goals are and, and, and be clear about the companies where you want to work. Informational interviews are a great way to uncover the best companies. Um, there are you know, other uh, more formal ways you can look at many business magazines in the market. will list them You the most uh, family friendly companies or uh, the greenest companies, it, it, but your choices come back to your values and your goals. Um, I think also talking to peers in your field uh, uh, is a great way to find out where the best companies are. Uh, but, again, being clear about what you want in terms of a job, salary, and what a typical day is going to look like will help you identify the companies or, or nonprofit organizations that can, can meet those needs.
1: Okay. And so you mentioned a term there that I'm not familiar with, and that's informational interview. Excuse- Tell us a little bit more about that.
2: Sure. Um, this is a way of job hunting. It's uh, an idea that's been around since a book, uh, What Colors Your Parachute, was first published back in the early 70s, and I, I know that sold well around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where you sit down with someone uh, in, at a company or organization who can tell you about uh, opportunities at that company or uh, or about the field or might have some professional knowledge that would be helpful to you in your job hunt. Um, an informational interview is usually a 20 to 30 minute conversation. It's a business meeting uh, and you seek out people who can provide Insights into the field you're working in who might know about upcoming opportunities at at, comp- at a, either a particular company or or, um, or at employers in that field and can introduce you to other leaders in the field and what you want to do in an informational interview surely is really three things first just introduce yourself share your your goals and your story the second thing you want to do is ask specific uh, questions about related to your job search Maybe that you want to identify the the greenest employers in a particular town. Maybe you want to change sectors. You want to move um, from the corporate world to the nonprofit world. And you're meeting with someone because they've made that switch and you want to learn from their experience. But whatever the set of questions uh, they are, you've got to walk into the meeting with them prepared in advance. Um, and the third thing you want to do after you've shared your story and your goals and you've asked those questions is uh, – Is Ask for introductions to other people in the field who can provide insights. Again, most jobs are filled by word of mouth, and many of them get filled, uh, many of these so-called hidden jobs, you can learn about through informational interviewing or these kind uh, sometimes they're called networking
1: meetings. Mm -hmm. That is absolutely gold there. So uh, an informational interview, I love it. And, uh, and as you say, the three things that you want to be doing there is um,
3: to. Um, it's
1: yeah, sorry, I just, my my phone was ringing there and I just wondered whether that was interfering with our connection. So okay. <laughs> oh, we're having a few challenges here this morning, I must say.
2: Well, I bet you have a brilliant editor, though.
1: <laughs> yes. Um, Okay so so and just back on, on that there when um, you were talking about really de- defining what it is that you want to be doing um, I can remember when my parents owned a taxi and my father's best advice to me was get a good job in the government love and I always mm-hmm. wanted to be a school teacher and mm-hmm. anyway so I'd followed dad's advice and got a good job in the government and um, I was bored out of my brain and and seven years later, long actually enough. went and went to university and and became a teacher. Not that I did that for long either. Um, after having studied, but it was it's interesting. You know, it was basically take what you can get, and uh, it, you know there was no thought um, in his advice to thinking about what you actually wanted to do or anything like that. It was just get a job and get some money. Um, So I think we need to take a break at this point and uh, just thinking about that if you're an employer, are you looking at growing and developing your people? You know, what's your strategy for attracting the best people and are you putting an amount in your job advertisements to attract the people that would be willing to work within your budget? So some really good insights here, really good things to think about and stay with us and we'll be right back.
0: Shirley Dalton's mission is to inspire, educate, and support you to be, do, have, and feel what you want. That's why she recommends using Mind Movies. Create your very own digital vision board. Take it with you on your smartphone, tablet, or computer. See it, hear it, feel it, have it. Go to ShirleyDalton.com slash go slash Mind Movies. Again, that's ShirleyDalton.com forward slash go forward slash Mind Movies. Get started today. Sign up right now to create your idea deal business lifestyle
3: do you want to get the media to notice you your brand or your business just tonfeld says it's easier than you think he should know he set a guinness record for being interviewed the most times in 24 hours 112 different radio stations he can also show you how to get featured on major tv networks and national newspapers In fact, he's giving away many of his top secrets to listeners of this show. Just go to MediaCheatSheet.com. That's MediaCheatSheet.com to get the free info on creating the media attention you deserve.
0: You are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or comment about the program, please go to ShirleyDalton.com and send a voicemail or use the contact form. That's ShirleyDalton.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom.
1: Welcome back. Wow, you're listening to Reclaim Your Freedom. I'm Shirley Dalton and today we're talking with Mac Pritchard and Mac has developed Mac's List with over 80,000 visitors every month, people that are looking to improve their job hunting skills to find out information. And also, Mac, you're the founder of uh, Pritchard Communications, which exists to help social change makers make the world a better place. So what's your definition? of a social change maker and what sort of things does your company do to help them
2: a social change maker is is someone who is whether it's a, a, a private employer or a nonprofit leader or a foundation or public official is uh, changing the community for the better and social change can take a lot of different forms surely mm-hmm. uh, but it's it's driven by passion and uh, a desire to do good, and it's also uh, uh, results uh, driven. Uh, we work at Pritchard Communications with foundations, public agencies, and nonprofits. Uh, we are, uh, as you mentioned, a what's called a certified benefit corporation. And uh, we do work with purpose-driven brands as well. These are private employers that uh, have a, a social mission as part of, um, of, of the way they do business.
1: Okay, so that's what's meant by a certified B Corporation?
2: Yes, it is a certified benefit corporation or, or B Corp is the, the slang. It's uh, part of a global movement that uh, a business that is promoting social good and you, to become a benefit corporation, you go through a certification process. Uh, it's a kind of audit. Uh, you're given a series of questionnaires to complete about how you do business. And uh, it, And the questions in the surveys look at your uh, benefits, your hiring practices, uh, uh, recycling, sustainability, energy use, and uh, the, the customers you serve, and your uh, service to the community and and your involvement um, in the community, and you receive a score based on your response, and once you receive a passing score, then you're you become what is known as a benefit corporation, and then you repeat that auditing process every two years to uh, and uh, and the benefit to a business is it helps you. Uh, with your operations and it also helps you uh, serve the community better. And there are many people uh, for whom purpose driven businesses are an important value when thinking about how they want to do business and purchase services. And so there's a, a commercial advantage to it as well.
1: Okay. So so what you're saying then is that by going through this and it sounds like a very onerous process to be certified and then to continually to to be certified every 2 years then the um apart from it fitting in with your own values of wanting to do good in the community there is also a commercial upside in that then it attracts a lot of the customers who have those same sets of values it's almost like um being able to say hey here are our values and then that attracts other people with the same ones
2: exactly and the the, the certification process it does take time and it it, and it did take some investment of, of staff, but many of the practices were things that we were already doing anyway. And the, by going through that certification process, we got insights in how to do many of those things better and more efficiently. So it, it was good for the business in the long run. Uh, the, once you put those practices in place, when they're, you're recertified two years later, uh, or the, the, you'd go through the recertification. Um, you know, it's it's a it's a it's it's not it doesn't require the amount of time. Um, it it and it does help with attracting customers. It's also an important value for employees. It it certainly helped with recruitment. And I hear this from other B Corps as well that uh, the that being part of a B Corp is attractive to uh, existing employees and people who are considering uh, coming to work for an organisation. In the end, surely we all want our work to have purpose and meaning.
1: So Mac, we just had a, mm-hmm. a couple of uh, technical issues there. So I just want to recap that for our audience that what you're saying is that uh, most of us want to work to have purpose and meaning.
2: Yes. Uh, we, it's. It's. I, I think this is a universal uh, uh, longing, Shirley. We We do want our work to have purpose and meaning. Mm-hmm. When we come to our jobs during the day, we want to do a good job, but we want to make a difference as well. And I, I think uh, we all know, know that from our conversations with our, our colleagues, but there are surveys and research that bear that out as well. And when you work for a, a B Corp, a certified benefit corporation, you're uh, you're at a company that's saying it's important for us as part of our mission as part of the way we do business to to bring that purpose and meaning to our our day-to-day operations as well
1: yes and and you really are putting it out there and you know and I love that I know just recent, oh, a couple of years ago we had a big push in Australia to buy Australian and so the companies that could Uh, demonstrate you know that the work that they did was employing Australian people and you know most countries have a similar thing where we want to support the local community and you know it was just amazing to see we have like a little uh, gold kangaroo and a triangle on a green background and if a company could show that then in a lot of cases people would be more encouraged to buy from them if they had that value of supporting the um, Australian local economy. If they were just buying on price, then you know they might go to a company that um, outsourced some of their production, etc. But you really are putting your values out there.
2: Yeah, and a lot of this is part of basic branding, how you uh, position your company and and the public face that you you offer but it also has to be authentic and sincere as well
1: Mm -hmm. yes it can't be just a tactic to to get more business because people will see through that really quickly
2: yes very quickly Mm
1: -hmm. so so tell us then how did you come to be creating a pr firm with you know in communications you said you started out in government and uh non-profits so how did this come to be
2: Well, my career has been as a spokesperson or communications director or speech writer to elected officials and public agencies. So I I, I'd always been a communicator, uh, Shirley. And 10 years ago this spring, I was working for a nonprofit that was funded by a private foundation here in the United States. And the foundation asked me to do some work for them. in addition to my uh, to uh, my regular day job and that led me to start a consulting practice which led to me uh, launching my own firm it was uh, candidly starting my own company was not on my bucket list but <laughs> I've been open to new possibilities and we talked earlier about the job list I started in Oregon and I had spent the last uh, or the previous eight years training people to send me job announcements in my field. And uh, frankly, I knew that this opportunity was better than any job that had crossed my desk. (laughs) So uh, I'd done my homework in a uh, backward way and um, I thought I I would give it a chance. Um, And it was unusual for someone who had spent a career in government and nonprofits to go strike out on their own. But I'd also worked in electoral politics. So I'd I'd had a lot of experience working on political campaigns where you set up organizations pretty quickly. Um, You have to get systems in place. And campaigns, political campaigns can vary in size and budget. Uh, They might happen over the course of six months, 12 months, or 18 months. But in the end, You've got to build an organization fast. It's like being part of a startup. And you know on election day whether you have a sale or not, whether your candidate won. Mm. So it was actually a good experience for learning how to start a business.
1: Wow, that's absolutely fascinating and we need to take a short break now and when we come back, we're going to just wrap this all up and uh, put it all back into context for our listeners because it's such an important and amazing topic. Stay with us and we'll be right back.
3: Do you want to get the media to notice you, your brand or your business? Jess Tonfeld says it's easier than you think. He should know. He set a Guinness record for being interviewed the most times in 24 hours, 112 different radio stations. He can also show you how to get featured on major TV networks and national newspapers. In fact, he's giving away many of his top secrets to listeners of this show. Just go to MediaCheatSheet.com. That's MediaCheatSheet.com to get the free info on creating the media attention you deserve.
0: Shirley Dalton's mission is to inspire, educate, and support you to be, do, have, and feel what you want. That's why she recommends using mind movies. Create your very own digital vision board. Take it with you on your smartphone, tablet, or computer. See it, hear it, feel it, have it. Go to shirleydalton.com slash go slash mind movies. Again, that's shirleydalton.com forward slash go forward slash mind movies. Get started today. Sign up right now to create your ideal. Deal Business Lifestyle. You are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or comment about the program, please go to ShirleyDalton.com and send a voicemail or use the contact form. That's ShirleyDalton.com. Now back to Reclaim Your Freedom.
1: And we're back and we have been having an absolutely wonderful conversation today with Mac Pritchett. We've been looking at job hunting and recruitment from both the employer and the employee's point of view. Uh, Mac is also a certified B corporation or a benefit corporation, which means that they're really interested in doing good in the community and um you know, it's just a wonderful thing to be able to be in business and do good and, Mac, we just want to wrap it all up now. But one thing that you said to me on the break there was, you know, I was always interested in how people get started and you had a, a background in politics and then basically ended up with your list and ended up with your consulting company. And I just want you to, if you can remember what you said in the break, around about embracing opportunity.
2: Well, so I, I think we all try to be strategic and, and as thoughtful as possible when making career choices. Uh, sometimes unexpected events happen and, and we're presented with opportunities and, and we just have to em, em, embrace possibilities that uh, might not have occurred to us uh, when we were doing all that planning. Mm-hmm. And I think we talked touched on this earlier before the break, I had not thought about starting my own public relations company, but when the opportunity presented itself, i i uh, I took a risk and it was a calculated risk. I didn't completely quit my day job. I worked half time. Uh, my employer was gracious enough to allow that and and i I ran my business half time. but it was um, it, I did take a chance. and I think you know uh, I've, I've, I'm glad I did and I and the people I see who take similar risks, um often see see similar benefits sometimes things go south, but more often than not, if you put in the preparation and the time um you'll you'll reap the benefits
1: mhm. And you certainly are, and you're certainly making a difference to lots and lots and lots of people. In fact, over 80,000 a month to be, (laughs) to be correct, which is just phenomenal. And so again, and that's something that just started as something that you, you know, you didn't plan to do it. I think you said it wasn't on your bucket list, but, (laughs) but anyway, you, you, you managed to, to make a really good success of it, and I think the, the things that I'm taking out of our conversation today is that it's a, a two-way street that we're, you know, work is such an important thing, and as you mentioned, you know, we all want to work and have purpose and have meaning in our lives, and you know, sadly, some of the statistics are showing that up to 80% of people are, are not engaged in the work that they do. and one of the things that you were saying is that you know we can actually start to be clear about what it is that we want to do especially with our time and with our talents and then I love what you taught us about having the informational interview so that we can tap into that what you call the hidden job market where these jobs may not necessarily be advertised but by finding out what's going on in the industry that you might want to be in you actually start to get noticed and and then also from the employer point of view that when you're uh, recruiting people and to get the best people then looking for word of mouth and uh, having that trust factor and then really looking after people to help them with their own professional development because as you say we're, we're not employees for life these days and if we want to keep people then we really need to be looking after them. So is there anything else there that, you know, we, we've missed just in our summary or any other points that you think are really important for us on this topic today?
2: I, I think we've touched on this, Shirley, but I, I guess the big idea here is don't wait to be pecked. Uh, if, you, uh, are, if you're getting ready to change jobs, so many people, uh, they, they just look at job boards and public posts listings and they wait for the right what they think is the right opportunity to, to come along instead um get clear about your goals go out and start talking to people tell people what you'd like to do learn from others who've done it and find out what obstacles they faced how they overcame them and use that information to find a job you can love and if you're a business owner um you know, you again don't wait to be picked. If you want to start a new line or start your business uh, from uh, a business from scratch, uh, you you don't need permission. You just need to, to, to take action. And the, whether you decide to, to work for someone else or uh, work for yourself or start a company, um, the people who who are successful at this uh, and have the most satisfying professional lives. Uh, whatever choice they make is are the ones who uh, have a clear sense of where they want to go, ask for help from others to, to get there and, um, and then act on, on the plan they put together to make it happen.
1: Oh, I love that. So know where you want to go, ask for help and then act on the plan. So no good having a plan if you don't implement. I love it. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so where can people get in touch with you, Mac, if they want to find out more either about your um, PR con- and communications consulting or for you know more information around job hunting and recruitment?
2: To learn more about the public relations company uh, and the social change communications work we do, visit prichardcommunications.org. And for uh, to learn more about Maxlist, uh, you can visit maxlist org/reclaim your Freedom," and we'll have a landing page there surely, with a free chapter of our book, or my new book, "Land Your Dream Job Anywhere." Mm-hmm. Uh, I also encourage people to visit the Maxlist.org website. There's um, a weekly podcast called "Find Your Dream Job," uh, a blog, and lots and lots of valuable content for people who are interested in, in doing a job search or managing their career.
1: Oh, thank you Mac it's it's been wonderful and I'm, I'm you know I really want to encourage people to sign up and and not just get the chapter but also the book I mean I think it's just such an important topic that we're talking about today because it is people's lives and that's something that I'm really passionate about is helping business owners entrepreneurs leaders and managers and therefore their employees to create their ideal business lifestyle and going and working in a place and and doing something that you love is really 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 important and for me you know I get saddened when I think that people just go and they're they're not really enjoying it because um, given all of the tips and techniques that you've taught us today it's certainly possible to be able to do that and I think that was something that you know you really mentioned strongly there is to really be proactive and to take the action
2: yeah well it's been a pleasure being on the show and, and thanks for the opportunity to chat
1: Oh, thank you so much, Mac, for sharing with us today. It was amazing and I certainly learned a lot. So, listeners, I trust you learned much today as well and, as always, I encourage you to implement, no good just knowing it, you have to implement what you learned from Mac so that your business or enterprise can continue to provide you with a sustainable living by doing good and ultimately enable you and your employees to create and enjoy your ideal business lifestyle.
0: Thank you for joining Shirley Dalton and her amazing guest this week on Reclaim Your Freedom. Please tune in again next week for an inspirational and educational edition. Until then, be sure to implement what you've learned today to create your ideal business lifestyle. Have a great week, and we'll see you back here for the next show.